Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, it's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff, keeps it real on all levels, five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate and then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. All right, Magic Makers. Today, I wanted to talk about something that is either easy for you to do or hard for you to do, and it's exercise. And I want to talk about how do we make exercise a habit even when you hate it? And, you know, you know, I'm really big into habits. So how do we, let's just talk, let's just boil down habits. If this is the first time you're ever listening to me, you've never heard me talk about habits. Let's just talk about habits. Like, it's like we all have habits. Habits, we have so many habits that we don't even think about it because habits are just because you don't think about it because they, it's just how life just, I'm going to say, quote unquote, just happens. And if you're listening to this podcast, the title intrigued you because maybe you are someone who's like, God, you know, I'm good for a while and then I ain't so good for a while. Or maybe you're someone who is just like, you just always listen to me and you're like, I just need to listen. Great. Love you. <laughs> but for my new magic makers, like why are habits important? They're important because they take the guesswork out of the thinking process. Like thinking, like no one wants to make a lot of decisions. I, I think you've all heard this, that um, Steve Jobs, he um, purposely wore, I think it was like three different things, like a black turtleneck a t-shirt, a black turtleneck, a black t-shirt, and then I think a black button down and jeans and and maybe khakis. Like that was it. It took out of all the decisions he had to make in a day. He's like, I don't have to think about my clothes. So if I wear going to say, quote unquote, a uniform, I don't have to freaking think about it. Right. So I, I think about you, like think about, you know, now that most of us are home, what's your uniform, right? For me, my uniform is black yoga pants. They could be tight, they could be loose, they could be cropped, they could be shorts, but it's black yoga pants. So we want to take the guesswork and thinking out of a lot of the processes. You know, think about brushing your teeth. You don't think about if you put water on the brush or do you put toothpaste on first, then water, or maybe you don't put water on at all. And then you just brush your teeth. Maybe you start in the back, maybe you start in the front, maybe you start at the bottom, right? You don't think about it. It's just what you've been doing and it's pretty automatic. 
And so habits keep us accountable, right? If I go back to brushing your teeth, it's automatic. So it's just, it just gets done, you know, and same thing with exercise. Exercise can become that automatic habit to help you become accountable to yourself and to your health because you're taking care of it. So habits support, habits help us to support, I can speak. Habits support us to succeed. Yes, I got it out of my mouth, right? So here's the thing. People have different personalities when it comes to building habits, right? I have my people out there, you know, my tribe, you guys love a schedule, right? You know, put it on paper, make it pretty, some glitter, some colored markers, ah, all the things. While some people are like, oh, I can't be that regimented. I can't be that schedule. It makes me feel tied down. Some people love tracking the results, right? You know, uh, they'll be looking at their Apple watch and saying, you know, are my rings completed? You know, how many steps did I get in? Well, other people despise any of that. You know, uh, my good friend, Paula, she would get 10,000 steps and take her Fitbit off. <laughs> She's like, I did my 10,000, moving on, right? Where others are like, how much more can I get? So it all depends on you. So everyone has their preference. So let's dive in and see, you know, what are some of the overarching ways that people establish their um, exercise as a habit? So the first place, this is, this is my favorite. And that's why I'm starting here. I'm all about small steps. You know, the, you know, the whole story, uh, the tortoise, tortoise and the hare, right? The tortoise, the hare just takes off and then trips and falls and then, and, and then ends up, you know, getting tired out. And then the tortoise is like, boom, 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 and wins the race, right? I want to be a tortoise. I want to win the bleeping race. So, you know, think about it like this, right? So, um, I have a client who wanted to start running, right? And she's like, you know, I want to be one of those persons who can get up and just run, you know, three miles. Like that's like, it's, you know, for most people that should take about an hour. And she's like, that's where I want to, where I want to land. All right. She's not a runner. So I said, okay, instead of you saying three miles at this point for her seems like, you know, you might as well run to the moon. So I said, well, what if you just broke it down and you said, I'm going to give myself a year, six months, and I'm going to try to work my way up there. So what if we started at just getting out of bed and saying, I'm going to run five, five minutes, right? And so even though I'm only running five minutes, I could still walk for 30 minutes, right? But it's like, I'm committing to five minutes. And then the next week, I'm going to make it 10 minutes. And then week after that, I'm going to make it 15 minutes and slowly, slowly, slowly build to see how far I can get in that amount of time that I've allocated towards that event. Because so many of us, you know, want to go big or go home, but not everyone can go big or go home, right? It, it doesn't work that way for a lot of people. And so give yourself the grace that maybe, you know what, if I break down my goal a little bit and do it smaller and smaller and smaller, I might make it more sustainable for me, right? And it's and if you think about it, like small steps do get the job done. And it's much easier for you to imagine exercising for a few minutes, putting in smaller distances at the beginning than imagining yourself getting out of bed and running for um running for, you know, three miles, because if you're a slow runner, it might not take you an hour. It might take you a little bit longer. And then you're like, you know, you're running down the street and like, when is this going to end? And let's get that out of our head. But if we start chipping away our goals day by day, week by week, your physical and mental endurance start to build. You start to like it. Hopefully you like it if you chose to run. 
And before you know it, you've achieved the habit that you're aiming for, right? So it's like, it's, it's, it's a step-by-step, mile-by-mile. All right. And then, I, you know, I alluded to this, like kind of like the go big or go home approach. Like you're just going to dive head first. Like you're going to make a decision, take immediate action. And to do that, your motivation, you have to have, I'm going to use a big term here, intrinsic motivation. That means your internal motivation has to be on level 500, right? You have have you have a significant enough of motivation that you are going to like just like hit the ground and running. And I, I use this example um, back in the day. There were always all these like weight loss shows, right? And then they would go to the person's house and they would clean out their house of all the food, and the person would be like, no. Oh my God. And they, you know, they'd be all upset. Or if you look at, you know, uh, the show, the biggest loser, I don't even think that's on anymore. Hmm. Let's someone let me know. I might have to Google that later. Anywho. And you would like, they would, you know, bring all of these people to, you know, fat camp and then basically, you know, torture them with exercise. And, you know, if they went from zero to 60 with their exercise, And for some people that absolutely works. So, you know, I think about it, if you're like, you know, you're not going to be one of those people who can be carted off to, you know, a fat camp and like lorded over by, you know, you know, the Jillian Michaels of the world, you know, think about it. What is something that could, if you wanted to like kind of have that big, go big or go home, what could it give you that motivation? Could it be, you know, going on vacation, maybe doing something for charity? You know, I live here in Boston and, you know, roughly, you know, November, December, a lot of people will run the Boston Marathon for the charity of their choice. And, you know, over the course of the, you know, from roughly, you know, February through April, that's when the marathons run. um, They'll bring on these stories of people who've never thought about running a marathon, but, you know, they're running for a specific cause. And that's their motivation to just, you know, get stuff done. Um, For me, I, fitness competitions, like that was my motivation. Like every, like every January, from January to from January to June, I was like head first into this fitness competition. And that's all my motivation that I needed. Cause I was like, I'm going to have two inches of fabric across my buttocks and I need to make sure I'm hitting the gym. I make sure I'm doing all the things I need to do to have two inches of fabric across my ass. And that was my motivation. You know, I have a friend who she lost over a hundred pounds in order to give her dad a kidney. Right. So it's like you, if you're going to go big or go home, that motivation has to be like a freaking floodlight of in for for you because if your goal isn't that if their goal isn't that like overarching motivating it's tough to get through difficult times and i've said this you know if you a long time listener you have to be that person you know um in boston it gets super but as cold outside you have to be that person that when it is that cold outside you need to be able to say, all right, buckle up, Jack. I'm going to shovel my car out and go to the gym. I'm going to put on my boots and an extra pair of long underwear and go out for that run or that walk or whatever it is. Like that's, you have to have that kind of motivation when the difficult times come, because it has to be something that excites you that you have to be able to say, like, I'm going to see myself go across this finish line. And so that's one of the reasons why people sign up for like the marathons. We also have another big bike event here in Boston. Um, 
the PMS challenge and it's, it's like a hundred plus mile ride. And, you know, a lot of people start it and then like, it's just the camaraderie and the mission. It, it's for um, a big cancer uh, cancer foundation here in Boston that gets people riled up to do it. So it gets people from, you know, going, you know, sitting on the couch one day to hopping on a bike or slicing up a pair of sneakers to run a marathon. You know, it's what it's, you have to decide what that big like, push up the hill looks like for you. Uh, the other piece is setting goals. I love setting goals. Like goals are my jam. But let's talk about goals for a little bit, right? Because, you know, goals have a tendency, you know, sometimes we reach a little bit too high. We, you know, we're, we're chasing a brass ring. And if you think about um, the merry-go-round carousel, you know, it's like you have to have the right timing, the right speed of the carousel to reach out and grab that ring. So, Whenever I'm working with my clients and I'm talking about goals, I'm like, all right, let's work what I call the reps, right? Let's go, let's make this go through our reps formula. So I'm going to share that with you. And also, um, I have a podcast all about, you know, where I go into explicit detail about the reps method. So basically, the first thing is like, if whatever goal I'm setting, I have to ask myself, is it realistic? But what's going on in my life right now? Is it realistic? You know, so if I were to say train for a marathon, train for this big bike race, am I, you know, I have a a, a friend who her son is an elite baseball player. And he is, you know, pretty much from March through August, like running all over the country, in baseball tournaments, is that a good time for her to think about, you know, doing, committing to a bike race, you know, could she, you know, and then it makes you have to think like, can I get a bike somewhere? Can I get in the hours of training that I need, you know, so start to think about like, you know, whatever your goal is, like what's going on in your life and is it realistic? And then I think this is the most important piece. Are you excited about it? Right. I see so many people, especially when it comes to exercise, you know, you'll see a friend, they'll lose the weight and you'll be like, Hey Joan, what you doing? And Joan's like, Oh, I'm going to CrossFit 10 days a week. It's amazing. I'm doing soul cycle. I'm doing this. And then you're like, okay, I'll do it. And then you don't like it. <laughs> you know, it has to be something that you look forward to. I, um, when I was uh, working in corporate and I was a workaholic and I just had to break free from that workaholic. I found this kickboxing class that I absolutely uh, adored. And I, you know, sat across from my boss and I said to her, you know what, on Monday and Wednesdays, I'm going to kickboxing and class starts at 530. So I'm leaving here at five every Monday and Wednesday. I will stay as late as you want on Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. But on Monday and Wednesday, my booty is out. I'm going to this kickboxing class. So that's how excited that you have to be. You have to make a plan for it. You know, you have to look in your world and say, how is this going to fit into my world? Because so many people are like, oh, the day got away from me. No, you didn't have a plan. So yes, the day is going to get away from you. The, days, the, the time always has a, a way of being filled by other things, unless we decide how we're going to fill our debt. And lastly, it has to be sustainable. You know, I see all of these, like, you know, the 75 hard and these 30 day challenges. Yeah, I can do anything for 30 days, but I'm talking about day 31. I'm talking about day 76, right? What can you do for the rest of your natural born life? That's where, where, you know, when people set goals, I actually want them to 
I want you to succeed. And, you know, some people thrive on goals. And to be honest, you know, regardless of your habit formation personality style, it's a good idea to take some of the elements that I just talked about, being realistic, being excited about it, creating a plan. And ultimately, it's the sustainability piece that's going to give you that long-term goal that we are looking at. I alluded to this in, in, in having a plan. There has to be a schedule. I, I, I prefer it. And here's the thing, right? So I know some people feel like the schedule keeps them pinned in that they're like, I don't want to be tied down. Trust me. I have a, um, I call it, um, structured flexibility. And so for the most part, you know, my workouts happen on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. That's, that's, pretty much when my workouts happen. And I leave Thursday and Friday for what I call spillover. So maybe on, like, again, I live in New England. So maybe on Monday, there's a snowstorm. So maybe I decide, you know what, is it worth me driving to the gym in a snowstorm? I'll just go on Thursday. You know, is it same thing on Tuesday or maybe on Tuesday I have a doctor's appointment. So it's like, oh, I don't know if I can like squeeze it all in. So I'll go on Thursday or I'll go on Friday. Right? So it's like I have a schedule of these are the days I'm going to go, but then I also have a plan B so that if something comes up, it's going to be there. And I physically put it in my calendar like an appointment that I cannot break. So think about like you put your dentist appointments in there and that doesn't make you feel pigeonholed. You put your, you know, getting your hair done, dinner with a friend, whatever things you put in your calendar, this is the same thing. Put it in your calendar because what gets scheduled gets done. All right. The other way to do the other piece is accountability. All right. Here's what one of the biggest, you know, questions that I always get to my clients when, you know, they come to me and I'm like, okay, like, where do you need the biggest amount of help? And they say accountability, right? So I'm the person who you're going, like every week I'm going to say, what you told me you were going to do three times a week at the gym. You're going to eat like this. This You're going to sleep. This is going to happen. And you're going to report back if you did it. And so I'm just the person who like, if you told me you're going to do X, Y, and Z, I'm the person who's going to say, did you do X, Y, and Z? Now, when you say that, I'm, I am not an ogre, but I'm not going to be the person like, oh, boo, 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 boo. No, that's not me. I'm going to be like, all right, so you said you were going to do X, Y, Z, but you only got X done. Let's take a look at your week. Why, why weren't we able to get Y and Z? And it's not from a, you suck. It's from a place of, okay, did we take off more than we could chew? And it was just kind of a random week. Or is every week we're tripping over our own feet? And so then here's, as a co- as a good coach, which I am, I have to say, okay, girl, every week you try to do these three things and you're only getting one thing done. We are taking on too much. Let's get real with ourselves. It's not possible for you right now in this moment to do all three. So out of the three, where do we want to focus our time? Because all three are going to help you get your goals. But it's like, we can't, you know, keep, you know, I don't want you to feel bad every week. I want you to get some wins in your belt because when I get more wins under my belt, guess what? I want to freaking do stuff. So let's start to get some more wins under our belt. And that's how I provide you with accountability. It's like, if you tell me what you want to do and you're doing it, if 
you're not, it's like, all right, how do we recalibrate? How do we adjust what's going on? And maybe it's just a little bit too much right now. And that's all right, right? We all think that, you know, we maybe we're in a period of our life. They're like, yeah, everything's fine. And then you're like, damn, like kids get sick. You get sick. Work all of a sudden, you know, goes from zero to 60, right? Things can happen, but that's what, what a good coach is. I provide you with accountability, but I also, we brainstorm solutions around when you get stuck in the mud. An exercise partner, right? You know, have that workout partner, um, a person that you go for a walk with. We're less likely to blow someone else off versus ourselves. So think about it. if I know I have someone waiting for me in a park at 7 a.m., I'm less likely to roll over and head back to bed for that person. So think about it. Is there a person that you currently um, work out with that or would like to work out with? You know, maybe they're just someone at the gym who's always there at the same time. And you'd be like, hey, girl, like, can we like text each other? Right. It's, it's, it's not weird because if that person is at the gym all the time, they're not going to be like, bug off, right? They see you coming in all the time, putting in the work, all right? Join a team. You know, that's one of the reasons why I think a lot of people, at least here in Boston, like it just gets so cold and snowy and bleh, during the winter time. And, you know, a lot of people join these marathon teams as a way of um, community and camaraderie, right? So think about that. Do you need to join a team? You know, my Fit Girl Magic group, on Facebook, I do that because I know that there are people out there who like, you don't have friends that talk about nutrition and health that, you know, they're, they don't do that. So I know that women needed a place to talk about that. Um, the other place be a role model, right? You don't, for me, this is huge. This is my huge accountability. I can't tell a client, you know, put it in your schedule, go to the gym three to five times a week, eat like this. I can't tell a client do that. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like, Hey, pass the bonbons and I'm drinking wine out of a straw. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to say, you know what, everything I tell you is, is stuff I've, I either currently do, or I've done in the past. So I have the, you know, visceral knowledge of it. The other piece is that like, you know, you want to be a role model for people around you, you know, like, you're the person who's like, you are the healthy person. And people start coming to you and we're like, Suzanne, you know, you, you, you look good. You've been working out. Like, how are you doing it? You know, same thing for your kids, right? You want to be that, you know, I always love, um, I've been coaching for a long time and a lot of my clients, their kids are now, um, their kids are now teenagers, and it's so good to see them like, oh, you know, now my daughter goes to the gym with me. And, you know, it's it's just like, it's just what they've seen growing up that like, you know, mommy works out. You know, I have a good friend, Kerry, she's a, she's a trainer as well. And she works with a lot of moms. And she said, you know, you just have to like work around the kids. And she always posts videos of her working out and her kids are zipping all over the place. And she's just doing her workout. <laughs> she's got her headphones on and she's just doing her workout. And as long as no one's on the ground bleeding or crying, she just keeps going. So think about, think about that. The other piece, it has to be fun. You have to look forward to it. I, I told you about my kickboxing class. It was like, that was what was my big jump start for working out. It was that I absolutely love the class. And so I teach group fitness. And so I know what it's like that it's like some days you, the last thing you want to do is get your booty in the car and go to class. But I know that if I, as the instructor, I 
one, I make a connection with you, right? I smile at you. I know something about you. We talk about random stuff other than fitness. You are going to, you're like, I'm invested in you. And I do that not because like, oh, I want you to come to a class. I do it because I, I literally care, care about people. <laughs> I do. I absolutely care about people. I like talking to people. I like just asking questions. You know, if I, if I wasn't a fitness person, I probably would be a reporter, you know, because I just, I love finding out people's stories and what makes them tick and just like random, like random things that we talk about. You know, I have a client, um, she likes to ice skate. So she started taking ice skating lessons. Great, right? It's she. It, she looks forward to it. It's in her calendar. It is fun for her. It's a stress reliever. You know, I have other clients who rock climb. I have another client who's into like um, MMA. You know, so find something that just like brings you joy. You know, my husband is all about competition. So every time I, you know, we go to a class, it has to be something that he could compete against. There was a, a, a old, um, before they went out of business, a company called Flywheel, right? He loved being on the torque board and loved, you know, being able to look at everyone else in class and be like, I'm beating you. Like he loved that. Um, so think about what it is that, you know, brings you joy. Um, reward yourself. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Not with food, right? You're not a dog. You're not a lab rat. So think about your think about your reward. So it could be, you know, um, you're gonna get them. You know, if you work out for three out of the five, you know, three out of the five days that you say you're gonna work out, you're gonna give your get yourself a massage. Um, you know, back in the day I used to be like, oh, you would buy, you know, some songs on iTunes, or maybe you'll um, you know, binge watch a show if you work out, you know. Um, so think about like what is our reward that is actually motivating for you. And think and, and just think about like what's going to like get you feeling excited and motivated. You know, it's like you start to like, like visualize, like, you know, maybe it is a massage, you know, there was a, um, he like, unfortunately moved, moved back to Romania. Um, but he was a really good masseuse and, you know, made me think about like, you know, moving to Romania. Um, but I would like, I'd be like, all right, every month, you know, I'm going to reward myself with going to, uh, see, uh, see him. And he was, he was absolutely fabulous. And so like, I would like look forward to like, all right, if I don't shackle daggle, I'm not going to be able to see, um, get a massage, get a massage this month. Um, we, we talked about this, like training for an event, you know, I, for, for me, it was, um, my fitness competitions. Like it was like, you know, I had one typically in March, and then I had another one in June and from literally January 1st, I just like started to like see myself on stage. Like, okay. And it helped me to, um, crystallize my choices. Right. It was like, I would ask myself these better questions. Okay. Kim, if I have this Reese's peanut butter cup, is that going to get me on stage? Right. If I roll over and don't go to the gym today, is how is that going to help me get on stage? And so that event would always ask me the question. So same thing with, you know, if you're preparing for a marathon or preparing for 
whatever other thing you might be training for, you, you start asking yourself those questions. And then also like, you're very clear about what it is that you are actually trying to achieve. And also ask you like to have the courage to like break free from your typical, like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it patterns and, you know, really kind of, you know, push you a bit out of your, um, your comfort zone. The other place is like, do you, are you someone who likes variety or do you like a routine? Right. So if you, so if you think about it, like, um, I have had a friend who like, she's a Zumba aholic, like Zumba, Zumba, Zumba all day. And then she, she was like, oh, you know, I've, I've been Zumbaing forever. And she's like, I think I want to try something else. Great. Then she's like, you know, she went to a spin class and she was like, it's absolutely fabulous. And she started to now, instead of, you know, now instead of it being like Zumba, 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 it was more like spin Zumba. Like, so she would, someday she would go to spin, someday she would go to Zumba, but she found that she was able to get a little bit more variety into her workouts. She was able to, she got excited again, right? She found her, she found her mojo again. So um, think about that, you know, you have, um, Variety could be the key. You know, if you think about a gym, you know, when I was a group fitness director, you looked at like the bands of time that were like the more popular times. And you always wanted to make sure that you are scheduling different classes at, at, or at those peak times that were different. So that on Monday, if I was someone who came five days a week, right? On Monday, say I came and I was getting more of a cardio focused class. On Tuesday, I could come and I would get more of a strength focused class. On Wednesday, I was coming, I was getting more of a combination class. On Thursday, maybe I was getting more of like a uh, cardio and more of like a stretchy type class. On Friday, so it was like always something a little bit different to keep your variety. And, and if you think about variety, you know, things like CrossFit and Orange Theory, like every day you go, it's a very different workout because some people need that. Where other people in their life want to build a routine, you know, um, in my Fit Girl Magic uh, Society, I give you a new workout every month. So that way you could see progression that when you started the workout uh, the first week, you might be either adding weight by the end of the month you might not be as fatigued by the end of the month. So you start to, you're, you want to be able to, some people just like to be able to see their progressions. Other people are like, I don't need progression. I just need to not be bored. I need every day to there to be something different. So, you know, everyone, um, as they say, there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> so for every way that you want to exercise, there is a way for you to get um, gains out there. The other piece Make it a ritual, right? So um, when my husband and I first started working out, we we started we started meeting with a trainer, um, shout out Mikey D, and we met at 7 a.m. every Saturday morning. And so every Saturday, so every um, Friday night, my husband and I had a early date night and we would like, you know, he would, we would both leave work and we would meet at six o'clock and we would have sushi and we'd have sushi because we had to go to bed early to get up for our 7am workout. And then every Saturday, every Saturday after Saturday morning, we would go to this place for breakfast. And that was our, we go for the place for breakfast and then we'd go to the grocery store. That was, that was our ritual, right? That, and it was, it so, was surrounded around this morning workout. So it could be that, you know, 
you start listening to a certain song to get yourself into the like the zone. Think about um, if you watch sports, you'll see the uh, the athletes, regardless of the sport, got their you know headphones on and they're like you know walking into the arena, walking on the court or field or whatever sport it is, and they have the headphones on and they're listening to whatever it is that pumps them up. Like that gets them just like ready to rumble, right? So think about what is that ritual? For me, my ritual is I set my clothes out the night before, right? I go to bed and I'm like, okay, I know I'm working out tomorrow. And I literally set out everything from bra to underwear to socks. So all I have to do when I get up in the morning is put it on, right? Because at 5.30 in the morning, you don't want to do too much thinking, right? So if I just, I don't have to worry about my clothes, it's, it's set out. I also know what the workout is going to do. I know what I'm doing. So don't, there's no, in the morning, there's no thinking. It's like, all right, Kim, it's Monday. This is what you're doing. Clothes are picked out. This is the workout. Just do the work. Just do the do. Here's where I have to ask you, you know, are you more about the beginning or are you more about the end? And so here's, here's what I say. Like, are you someone who likes to just start something new and just try to see if you can get better at it or are you someone who's more about I just want to like start something and finish it through right so the the best example is um I had a client uh, on um Angela Gargardo and um she is a former ninja warrior um participant and she talked about when she was do like trying um started to learn all the different obstacles her ninja coach said, okay, there's a, a wall that you have to like, you know, that has all these little pegs that you have to like walk across this wall. So she said, he said, all right, he goes, this is the wall. He's like, I'm going to give you a week to get across the wall. And she's like a week, I'm going to get across it right now. You know, she wanted to be a finisher. He was treating her. He was like, he was like, everyone's a beginner, right? You know, like, um, um, there's a, a, I think Bruce Lee said this, everyone was once a, everyone was once a disaster before they became a master. And so she wanted to be a master and the coach was like, everyone is a disaster. And so she tried to like go across thinking like, you don't know. And she was humbled. So I want you to think about like, where, what's your mentality when it comes to this? Like, do you want to like just get in and just crush? Or are you like, I want to get in and just see like my progress over time. So think about that. And then lastly, like, you know, what happens if, you know, your habits aren't sticking, right? We've talked about the different personalities that are out there, but it's like, what if like, you're just like, no matter what I do, no matter what I try, just, it's not working out. So the first place is like, we have to go with our mindset. The first place is that everyone makes mistakes. So give yourself grace, right? Everyone trips over their own feet multiple times. You know, I posted a video. Um, I film, I film, um, I film the exercises that I give to my clients. And I was doing this one legged thing and literally like fell on it. And I and I posted that. I was like, look, I'm like, I did this and I fell on my butt. <laughs> it happens. But here's where you have to think. It's like, think about a gymnast, right? A gymnast falls off the beam. Does she like dissolve into a puddle? 
No, she's like, I fell off the beam and then she's back on. And she has to have the mindset that like, I'm back on and whatever the move is, I'm going to try to nail, I'm going to nail it the next time, right? So I want you to start to get to a philosophy that it's like, I might've missed a day of working out, right? It could be a snow day. I could have been sick. Great. But when the next schedule time, like if I, I work out on Monday and again, I work out on Wednesday, if for some reason I miss Monday, I'm not going to miss Wednesday. I, I'm going to make sure I'm there on Wednesday. And if I miss on Wednesday, I, it's going to be like, you know, hell or high water reason for me to meet that. The other thing is check your ego, right? Don't get caught up in the shoulds, right? We, I should, you know, let's go back to the Angela example. She's like, I should have been able to go across that peg wall, like boom, boom, boom. No, right? We got to check our ego and say, all right, the coach said it's probably going to take him a week to like figure out the movement across it. So I'm going to check myself before I'm going to wreck myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a James Clear fangirl. And she, he has this amazing example about an ice cube melting. So I'm going to, I'm going to read that from you. So he, in the, in the book, Atomic Habits, he talks about this. He says, an ice cube in a, in a room, it just sits there and nothing happens, right? So think about it. When it comes to us and us developing a habit, we're like, I've been doing this for like a day and like freaking nothing is happening. And then you raise the temperature in the room by one degree. Still nothing happens. So, you know, I maybe I've been doing it for two days, three days. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, nothing's happening. And I'm still not motivated to go to the gym. Right. So now think about if I, if I move it up another degree, still nothing's happening. Another degree, nothing's happening. But all it takes is one degree above freezing before. So before it begins to melt and that melt isn't like a, like, you know, a deluge, it is a, like, you might see a droplet, another degree, a few more droplets, another degree, a few more droplets, right? So as you are thinking about this analogy, it's like, it helps us stop thinking about these immediate results, right? Because we don't expect our ice to melt immediately. You know, we think about, we put like a, you know, boatload of ice in our glasses and we're pissed if that ice smells really quickly. So the same thing is, is that, you know, every degree that we change, that's us, right? Every degree we're adding to the melting of our old ways of doing things, our melting the ways of our old ways of seeing, increasing our capacity for greatness, right? It's at one degree at a time is the best way that we are going to maintain these steady exercise habits. And, you know, the, the other, other pieces, like ask yourself why, why do you want this, right? I ask my clients this all the time. That is like the number one factor is like, one, get clear about what it is that you're trying to achieve. And two, why the heck do you want this, right? And ask yourself why five times so that you really like refine it down to like, why do I want this? Oh, I want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? I want to lose weight because I want to feel healthier. Okay. Why do you want to feel health, healthier and lose weight? Because I want to get off the pills. Okay. Why do you want to get off the pills? I hate taking pills and you know, I hate when my doctor tells me I'm fat. Right. So it was like asking yourself why, 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 why five times. Also have the courage to do something different, right? If um I have a client, she's a slow digestive system, but she eats the same stuff over and over again. And I said, Well, have you tried eating different things? to see if it's truly your digestive system or is it truly your choices? And she's like, well, my choices are, are organic and you know, on the thighs of virgin and all that magical stuff. But I was like, that's great. 
However, maybe it's not a good choice for you. So if we start to incorporate a few different things, you know, one at a time, we could start to see what truly is going on. Same thing with a workout. If you're like, I've always run and you've never strength trained, maybe it's time to at least try a little strength training just to see if that is, might give you a little kick in the rump shaker to keep going. Now, I've given you a lot of food for thought. So I'm going to leave you with these, this thought, right? Close your eyes. Imagine yourself in six months. Okay. You've set this goal. You're like, all right, I'm on target. I'm doing it. But now imagine if you failed, right? Write down what caused you to fail. Like literally like set a timer for like 15 minutes and say, okay, I wanted to become, I wanted to, let's just go back to the very beginning. I talked about this running habit. So say I want to run, you know, five minutes, five minutes a day and every week increase by five minutes. What if I didn't do that? What were the obstacles? What did I trip over? What stopped me from consistently being able to do that? That's what I got to start thinking about. You got to start thinking about what are the things that trip me up and how I can start to circumvent them so that you can start to begin. If X happens, then I will do Y. So if my kid continually misses the school bus and that causes me not to be able to get my five minute run in, then do I shift my run to later in the day? Or do I have to do something to ensure that Jimmy gets him, himself on the bus, right? So start to think about like, what happens if I fail? What are the obstacles? And not in a beat the tar out of myself, like, okay, let's start to like, you know, stuff is going to happen. You know, I was a meeting planner for a really long time and I always had to have a plan B. What if I got there and the room was smaller than they told me it was going to be. What if I got there and my stuff didn't arrive? That happened to me. What? Yeah. So I always have a plan B in my head percolating so that I'm never caught flat footed. Right. So at the end of the day, creating an exercise habit may not be simple, but it is worth the time and attention to find out what works for you and what sticks. So magic makers, I would love to hear how this is landing with you. You know, what are you thinking? What, what are your big ahas, your takeaways? Always, you know, I'm reachable. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on the ground. You could shoot me an email. Hello at, I'm sorry, hello at kimbarnsjefferson.com. All right, ladies, it has been a fabulous show and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.